Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast, my podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show, and thank you for supporting my dad. Welcome back, Immigrant Nation. Another week, another great episode. Every week, I cannot thank you enough for all your support. Especially the last episode, I got so much messages. I got so much love from y'all. I really do appreciate it. Uh, it makes it worthwhile doing this project, continuing this community. I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you for the ones that started following me on Instagram and Facebook. And for the ones that doesn't know, I do have a handle there. It's an immigrant's life. Thank you for the ones that have given the podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I've noticed that I have a lot of listeners from Apple Podcasts. So if you have a moment, please continue giving that. I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you for subscribing, which is the most biggest thing. Thank you for downloading and listening. These are the most essential thing for me to continue this podcast. Words are not enough to describe how much I'm grateful to you guys. Oh, by the way, this episode is our 98th episode, two episodes away from the 100th episode. I'm not promising anything, but I'm going to try to do something special. So you'll just have to sit and wait, right? Okay, I think it's time to talk about the episode. I don't usually do themes, but the more I think of it, the more I feel that this episode, there is love. Because our guest this week is a kind and loving man. On this episode, you will hear his love for his adopted city, photography, his apartment, his dog, and his beautiful, beautiful wife, and his neighbors. I think that's enough to intrigue you, right? So without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is a COO and a creative director. He captures photographs like Steve McCurry and he's as handsome as Edgar Ramirez. Everyone, please welcome Jose Reyes. I love that intro. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a real pleasure and an honor to oh, be part sure. of your project. Oh, man. It's also an honor, man. I was excited to talk to you, to be honest. I'm like, man, this guy is cool. Yeah, same. Same. I saw, I saw your, your Instagram posts, and you've been moving. You've been working a lot. Oh, thank you. I'm trying, man. It's, it's, you know, it's, I always wanted to start a podcast, so, you know, it's not, and I know I started during COVID and I didn't want to be like, oh, he only had a podcast because of COVID. No, I didn't do that because of COVID. I did it because I actually wanted to have podcasts. No, I love it. I love uh, the introduction to your podcast. I like how friendly it is at the beginning, the way that you say hi. It's, uh, it's very welcoming and it has a lot of energy. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Anyway, before we get into anything else... Why don't you tell the immigrant nation where they can reach you or if you want to promote anything? Sure. Thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. So I'm working on a project uh, 
you know, similar to to Aaron's, uh, you can find it at uh, Instagram at my account. Uh, my account is at Jose Reyes Art. Uh, that's uh, that's basically where you'll see my project. It's a uh, it's about uh, immigrants in New York, and it's about discovering their stories. You know, about identity, culture, and even their own relationship with with New York City. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide that specifically New York City? Um, to be honest, right now, I think it's just because of the my workload. Um, as I, I mentioned before we started the, the interview, just now I'm, I'm working on the final preparations to, to get married on, on Saturday. Uh, so I have that. I, we just got a dog and uh plus work you know there's a bunch of stuff as as you might know uh family so i thought okay let me try my hand at uh reaching out to people in new york you know i'll probably have to commute which is fine i love you know i love commuting and learning more about new york so it's basically it was basically about reach just mm -hmm. limiting it a little bit okay i mean i, I again we'll talk more about it later let's Give the listeners a little bit of back background, yeah. uh, like offline. You mentioned uh, that you're originally from Venezuela, but now lives in New York. What brought you to New York? Yeah, dude. Uh, so interesting. So uh, I I came to New York City because of love. Um, I fell in love in Caracas in in Venezuela. And that person, she was, uh, she was just preparing final, final things to to come to New York City uh, to do a, a master's degree. Hmm. So I had fallen in love. We 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 really wanted to be together. And uh, I think I told her like, oh, you know, by the way, I'm also thinking about moving to New York. So at that time, she said, you know, I don't I don't want you to move to New York just because of me. Which I think was super smart. Um, so I so I invented that. I, I I told her that white lie. I was like, you know, I'm just I'm just going to New York. I, I found something, and and to be honest, I didn't, I didn't have anything. Uh, but I knew I could I could work from from abroad in a way, and um, I felt at that moment that I didn't have a lot to lose. Hmm. So I bet everything on on that trip. This is like a setup for like a like a great romantic heartbreak movie, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it definitely had has those two components, Aaron. Um it does have a lot of of love. Uh mm -hmm. and and I am I am completely and utterly thankful for this person. Mm -hmm. Had it not been for her, I wouldn't be where I am now. Hmm. Um, and it also has, as you mentioned, the heartbreak component because we are not together anymore. Uh, oh, okay. And yeah, and you know, it's it it was a very difficult uh, moment for me and for her. Um, without going into too many specifics, I think that, as you might know. Uh, being an immigrant coming to a new city feels like a new face in life you know where a lot of things happen 
and adding to that, adding a breakup to that, you know, just uh, it, it basically tore my whole world apart and made me had to and, ha- and had me make make a, a fresh start. So I had to to work on two fresh starts, basically. Hmm. Sorry, I thought you were talking about your your wife, your current wife. I, I didn't know there was another. <laughs> there was an original one that. You no, know, that, no worries, dude. Um, it's it's uh it's one of those things, you know. Uh, I, I, ironically, I'll tell you, this person uh, whom whom I, I moved to New York for, hmm. she now lives. She moved recently to my wife's hometown. So <laughs> no way. Yeah. Yeah. Small so, world, man. Small world, small world. And and my wife and I, you know, were thankful that uh, we had we had, you know, we had the opportunity and I had the opportunity to come here mm-hmm. because if not if it wasn't for her, you know, we wouldn't have met uh, New York City. That's amazing, man. So you were living in New York, that heartbreak happened. Did you thought of going back to Caracas? Um I th- you know for a while there I thought I might have to go back to Caracas. I say might have to because for me after having lived this happened 2 years into so I've been in New York since 2014. Um and my breakup happened in mid 2016. So by that point, you know, I I it wasn't like you could ask me for directions and I would and I wouldn't know, but mm-hmm. You know, I was still new to the city and I was sort of feeling that I was falling in love with New York City. Mm-hmm. So so I thought, well, maybe I might have to go back to Caracas. But that felt like a, like plan B. Mm, that's good, man. What do you love about New York? Oh, man, uh, that's a great question with so many different answers and so many different answers also based on on time so you know the answer i gave i could give you today could be different from the one i have well have tomorrow but today what i'll say is what i love about new york city is uh that it has allowed me to create an identity uh and to be proud of that identity nice well said how old were you when you moved to new york if you don't mind me asking no, no problem, dude. Uh, I was 29. Okay. No, I, yeah, I was 29. I was 29. Okay. No, 28. 28, sorry. 28. Yeah. All right. We'll yes. settle with 28. Whatever it is, 28. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you mentioned to me that you got married during the height of COVID, 2020. What possessed you? I mean, I'm sure your wife is... I've, I've seen her online and she is gorgeous. <laughs> Yeah. I would do the same thing, but just for the sake of the question, what made you decide that hey, we need to get married now? Um, so, so I proposed to her in 2019. Hmm. Uh, it was a year after we had met. We met in 2018, and I don't know, man. Like I felt that she was such. A initially she was such a breath of fresh air. Hmm. What I mean is, uh, as many other people have um, in their lifetimes, 
I had met a lot of different people, all unique and beautiful and, and great in their own respect. Mm -hmm. But I felt I had been bur burnt. And uh, I felt that I was not finding my person. I was, I was stuck, you know, I was meeting uh, the wrong people, not because they were wrong, but because they were wrong for me. Hmm. And when I met Rachel um, and I got to talk to her like for about five hours, that was our first date, I thought to myself, what a lovely, genuine, kind person. This, I, I want to be, I want to be closer to this person. I want to see this person every day, you know? Hmm. Um, and, and I sort of did. We, we got to hang out that week. Uh, we met on a Tuesday. We hung out all week. Uh, and then we sort of moved in together after the first week, you know? No way, dude. Yeah. Boy, yeah, is moving quick. Yeah, man. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was, uh, my, sort of my, myself, you know, my heart or, or me just telling me, you know, uh, you've you've known a lot of people you've dated you you've you know you've been around in a good way mm. you know what you like you know what you don't like mm -hmm. and rachel was a lot a lot a lot of what not only what i like but what i needed that's beautiful man what you needed so how did it go down like did, did you guys went to the um the city hall and then had like one or two person with you or it was well, how did you guys did it? So funny thing is we were going to do that um, during COVID. But at that point, uh, I think City Hall had suspended in-person weddings. Hmm. But the funny thing is my best friend's mother is an officiant in New York. And I had known this for a while. I had known this. Before I had moved to New York, I knew she she performed uh, uh, at weddings and she officiated and stuff. But I never thought about her. But then, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things you go into Facebook or Instagram, you see a picture, you know. I saw a picture of her at Central Park. I was like, okay, I got to call. Her name is Maria. I got to call Maria uh, and see if she can marry us. And, you know, she, she said yes. And, uh, and one day we're just sitting in front of our computers and uh doing what you know people refer to now as as a zoom wedding mm. did mom and dad showed up yeah yeah they they did uh so did our um our our brother our siblings uh mm. my my brothers i had so i have four siblings two mm. my brothers they live in europe uh and my sisters live in the us in different mm. cities and Rachel has a brother in, in another city too. So they were all there. So were our you know, closest friends. We got married at um, two of our closest friends' rooftop in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I love it. And yeah, no, it was, it was beautiful. Um, it was one of the best days of my life. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, and yeah, it was a really nice, super small but beautiful wedding. We had a cake. Uh, we had like three people there and um, yeah, I, I think that weekend was, I'll never forget that weekend. I bet, I bet. I love that because you really just have those people that you really want, you know, there's no like politics or drama that comes with it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, dude. 
Um, I definitely know what you mean because I'm I'm having one of those weddings now <laughs> in, <laughs> in, uh, in uh, you know, Saturday in a few days. Uh, it, 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 you know, it's going to be a beautiful wedding. I can't complain. Mm-hmm. Um, after so long, we're going to get to see, you know, our people. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be one of those weddings where it's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of an introvert sometimes, but, it, you know, I, I'm just I'm thankful. I'm thankful. thankful. (laughs) I love that. You saved yourself there. Good job. Good slide, buddy. (laughs) You got to the first base. You're good. Don't add, don't try to go for the second base. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I love it. So is New York home now? That's a great question. Um, Is New York home now? Yes, um, it is. Uh, You know, you know how parents sometimes ask you if you're going to move back to their hometown? Like, for example, uh, I don't know where you're from, but um, I don't know if, 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 are you married? Yeah, unfortunately. No, <laughs> <laughs> no uh, luckily, did, yes. Yeah. Did your parents or your uh, wife's parents ever ask you or pressure you into moving back to to your hometown or their hometown? No, they're all here. So f- I'm, I'm so grateful and fortunate. Mm-hmm. They're all here. So we didn't have to do those, awesome. any of those. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, that's good. Um, and uh, so anyway, uh, Rachel's parents always ask us, you know, oh, are you guys moving back to Pittsburgh? Are you, you, you know, you can settle here. And, and it's nice. It's all in and all done in good faith. Um mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we just say like, oh, no, you know, New York is, is our city. But recently we've been considering it, you know, we've mm. been more open to it. And I think uh, to answer your question, New York is home. But uh, maybe you you can sympathize, sympathize with this. Uh, home to me is more of like people now, you know, or or home is how I feel. You know, it's, it's more of like it feels a little more, uh, what do you call it, esoteric, like almost like intangible mm-hmm. i don't know i completely agree man i could live anywhere i mean hey i grew up poor i've been to like places that i've called how a house or home but it, people here were like that's not a home there's like two boxes that's put together you know what i mean yeah i get but, you man you know wherever your people is that's where home is yeah exactly you know exactly that's that's uh kind of like a the one of the cool things about about being an immigrant too is sort of some some of the concepts or ideas that you had uh growing up sort of change dramatically mm-hmm. uh when you move to another country right mm, definitely i heard you're planning to have kids i am yeah we're uh we're hopefully planning uh for the end of the year uh mm-hmm. we'll see you know things can change but um we both we both like kids um and we both come from i would say big families you mm-hmm. know a lot of people mm-hmm. um i don't know man I, i've always wanted to be a dad too you're yeah. a dad but... yes sir i have two i'm wow. so yeah i'm grateful grateful to have them and they're they're the best having kids how old are they um, my my eldest is uh, he's in high school. My youngest is graduating uh, elementary soon. Wow! Yeah, I I I mean I, I love them. They made me 
they made me a better person. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, you cannot tell them the right thing that at least what you think is right, and then you turn mm-hmm. around and you do something else. Right. Right, right, right. You know I mean? It's like Let's, an example, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, a, like a great example is like, I don't smoke, but you know, like, you know, like those people that say, hey, tell their kids that don't smoke, but then they're actually smoking. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, like, it doesn't make sense. So I love them. Like, it, it, and they made me, they made me a better person overall. I'm grateful to them because wow. of that. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And they even help you with the project. They do, yes. <laughs> they do. I, it's a it's a family affair, you know. Like, uh, as you, I don't know if you, you heard my the intro is my youngest. Yes. Yeah, he wanted to do it. Then when I do the artwork, the marketing part of it, they like, hey, I make a vote, you know, like, okay, which one we're gonna use, which artwork we're gonna use. So they like that, you know. Yeah. Oh, and, oh nice. Yeah, and nice. recently I got invited to be a guest for a, on a um, radio show, and I made sure that they were with me. My wife and my kids were with me because I wanted to show them, like, hey, if you start something, it could be from a basement of your house. Things could happen. Great things could happen. Yeah, I, I know this is. I'm not, I'm not interviewing you, but uh, no. I'm just curious. When when did you start this project? Um, it's last year no i'm lying october 2020 october 2020 yeah wow yeah right right so yeah it's it's fun how it's it's also it feels i i i get that this project for you is is a project that you put your love into and your soul into and so it it only makes sense to to involve the people that you love. I think yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, like like I said earlier, like I want to show them like you don't have to do one thing; you can do different things. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just and also hard work, follow your heart, and most of the time, good things will happen. You know. Yeah. No, I think the same thing. I think. Uh, whatever you pour into the universe, the universe gives you back for whatever, you know, however it sounds. I know it might sound as a cliche, but I think we feel the same way about, about that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like they, they're cliche for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I, I don't ask for like, you know, for forgiveness for saying cliches anymore. Cause I keep on thinking like, you know, like you just did it like, Oh, it sounds like cliche. Yeah. There's a reason why they're cliche. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. It you're makes totally sense. Right. You know, it's like, you know, when your parents tell you something and you're like, no, 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 dad, whatever. And then you figure like, oh, that old man actually knows something. <laughs> did that happen to you with your kids? Like, did you realize things that you're like, oh, my dad was into, was onto something? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> You'll see soon. You'll see soon. You'll be like, my God, they know. And you know, you know, when we're younger, we do like, I know naughty things like I don't know maybe like we're supposed to, we're not supposed to eat cookies but we eat cookies anyway. Mm-hmm. Now I know that my kids eat cookies even though they're not supposed to. Let's say uh-huh. I just let it slide. Mm. Yeah. So you so you so you were like okay my dad is onto something but I'm also going to learn from even from myself when I was a kid. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Also, also is like. They know things. They just don't say anything because mm. they let us grow. 
and learn. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You sound uh, like a dad. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> and I like, hey, listen, I, 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 said to, I said to them that, you know, I don't want to be Elon Musk. I don't want to be Jeff Bezos. I don't want to own like, you know, mm-hmm. jet skis and whatnot. But that, that, not, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just, all I want to be is a good dad, man. That's all I care about. Yeah. No, I hear you. That resonates with me. You don't you don't have to have all those things to to be successful at life. Amen. Do you think you're successful right now? Uh yeah, I think so. Um I think I'm successful at the things that matter to me. Um you mentioned family and and I and I can see how family is important to you and I, and I'll say mm-hmm. that uh, for me, it's a, it's kind of the same. Um, for me, being a good husband, being a good son is important mm-hmm. too. Being a good friend, and I think today I, I can say that I I've cultivated good relationships so far, and I haven't done it alone. I think my wife is a huge part of why I have the relationships that I have, mm-hmm. um, and and yeah, I think my friends too. I think. You know, success, one thing about success that I've noticed in, is that you you can't do it on your own. Mm. You know? you, I mean, you maybe you can't, I don't know, maybe even the person that says that they can, maybe that person that's like self-made, you're always going to have people that help you. No, you, know? you, there's no, you know, again, cliche, there's no man yeah. that is on an island. Uh-huh, exactly. You need people, you know what I mean? We need, when you build a house, you, you can't yeah. just do it by yourself. You need someone beside you. Or, I mean, you, I'm sure you can build it, but it will take you hundreds of years. There's a, there's a, there's a African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go further, go together. Mm. And I like going together. It's just fun, you know? Yeah, it's fun. And it, yeah, you're right. It's fun and it feels so uh, rewarding. You know, like when you, I don't know if you've ever, maybe obviously you have, like you've done something, you build something, you win or you, you're in a sport, and you're super mm-hmm. tired, but you feel super alive and super happy. Mm-hmm. That's how it feels to me, like what you just said, like, doing it together that's what it feels like yeah I, i'll give you i'll give you a story about like experience something but you cannot share it with anyone one time i went i, I was at a party <laughs> and f- for some reason the tv was on there they're playing uh baseball and it, the the house was full i mean there was a full pack house right and i was watching the game and i'm like man this picture could, is throwing for a no-hitter. For, no, for a perfect game. Do you know baseball? A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Like, um, uh, my, my dad used to play baseball. And, mm, okay. So, yeah. So, he, this guy is throwing for a perfect game. And I keep on looking around like no one's watching the game. I'm like, like dude, th- there's something amazing happening right now. And no one's paying attention, right? So, fast forward, he did have a perfect game. And I was so excited for this guy. I'm like, holy, like, and that was the first time I saw a perfect game. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I kept looking around and no one cared. 
No one wow. was watching. And I was like, ah, that was cool. But it would have been cool. At least one person said something. That's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it feels, it just, you feed off the, that person's energy. That person also uses your energy. It kind of like creates, it's more. And it's it's more of, of the good stuff. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Let's um, pivot a little bit. If you don't mind. Yeah. Let's talk about your photography. Dude, your photography is prime. I oh love my God. it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I started working on, you know, taking pictures with a camera. My wife always teases me. Mm. She's like, oh, how were you taking pictures before? Uh, so I say, you know, <laughs> my phone. Um, so, <laughs> you know, uh, last year, 2021, um, for my birthday, my wife bought me a camera. And um, and I start taking pictures uh, of people in the streets. Um, I kind of enjoyed that for a little bit. I still do. Um, I'm still learning, but I, you know, I felt that I wanted to tell more of a story. Uh, I used to, mm. you know, like you were. Let's say you were in the street, um, and I would see you doing something, and then so I would take your picture, and that was great. Uh, but then I would think to myself, let me let me write a little story about him. Let me see what comes comes up. And sometimes it was, you know, real. And sometimes it was just my imagination. But I felt I needed to go deeper, you know, like really, mm-hmm. you know, like what you're doing, like talk to people. And so that's mm-hmm. kind of like the second, this is like the second stage in, in my photography, which is like portraits of, of people and, and, and talking to these people too, you know. I love that piece that you did about this mom that holding her baby and she was getting off the the metro or the train. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that was my first picture, uh, like my first uh, the picture, the first picture I published. Uh, it was mm. uh, we were I was going to the beach uh, to Coney Island in Brooklyn, and mm. I took the subway. I was feeling super nervous. Uh, holding my camera and and looking at people, and I felt that people were looking at me. You know that feeling of like being like an imposter. You don't know what you're doing. Uh, and so I was <laughs> I was looking at this at this lady. She was with her with her son, uh, with the baby, and the baby was so playful. He was so you know those those babies that sometimes you connect with, and they're you know laughing, you're mm-hmm. laughing, and that was kind of what mm-hmm. was happening in the subway. Uh, during my trip to Coney Island, and then uh, her stop uh, came, came, and she was exiting, and I just decided to take a snap. And then she, just as I took the picture, she she smiled, um, and it was one of those moments again. Like I'm like I have it in my mind. It, it was like it happened yesterday. You know, it's beautiful, yeah. man. I love that picture, man. Thank you, thank you so much so much do you ask for permission before you take the photo i know you mentioned that you just took the photo um okay so part of me feels i need to like uh there are times when i'm i'm in front of someone and and you know it's kind of like it's obvious i'm taking their picture and so i i approach them and i say hey can i take your picture and I think sometimes people are very open to it and say yes. 
Sometimes they ask、mm. questions, and sometimes they say no. Now, if I、mm. see if I see someone and they're not looking at me and they're kind of far, and they're also part of something else that's happening,、mm. sometimes I I don't I don't ask for permission.、Um, mm. But that was another thing, man. Like I I felt like I wanted to include people. I wanted to include people、mm. in the project, which is why I started drifting into more of this. All right, I'm going to take your portrait. Let's take some pictures. It's still going to be in the city, but but you're going to be aware of it, sort of thing.、Mm. Okay, yeah. I、oh, know. I asked because I always wanted to do street photography, and I was like, I don't know, man. It's just like I don't like taking picture of people, and then they, you know, maybe they get upset, maybe they get mad. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm encroaching a barrier that you know, personal maybe. No, I totally hear you. Look, I remember、uh, was one time I was in Washington Square Park in Manhattan、mm. with、um, with my wife and my cousin, and we were just hanging around. I had my camera on me. I took a picture of somebody that was skating, and that person turned to me and said, "Hey, dude." I don't like you taking my picture. That's weird.、Uh, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I totally get it where you're coming from. I I felt a, I,、yeah. I was taken a little aback, but I understood. You know, it's there's many perspectives to things, and and、uh, mm-hmm. if a person asks not to not to take their picture, I I will I will fulfill that. I I won't take their picture, and I won't and I won't publish、mm-hmm. it either. I just you know try to be respectful of that. Hmm. I I dabble with photography too, and that's how we met. You followed my、mm-hmm. personal Instagram, and I'm like, and then I check your、uh, account. I'm like, yo, why are you following me? I have like this, <laughs> you know, like simple pictures of like bottles and trees and whatnot, you know. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I was I was grateful and I was honored, you know, like when people think that my I, for the lack of a better word, I'm gonna say art.、Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I'm honored. You know, because I do love taking pictures. I do. It's one of my favorite thing. It's. But、yeah. now I'm I'm lazy. I don't use the my big camera anymore. Like you, you know, I just use my phone.、Oh, so what?、Uh, what led you to to switch back to your phone? Laziness.、Really? <laughs> but but what was it like? <laughs> carrying the camera or. Yeah, carrying the camera. I was like, I just want to go to the place. <laughs> If I see something cool, I'll take a picture. A, that's it,、yeah. you know. I mean, listen, I totally hear you. I think that's a、mm-hmm. valid complaint about cameras. And also,、mm-hmm. you know, if you're taking pictures in the street, I think the phone as an instrument can be can can offer you so much flexibility. You know, it's not a camera.、Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, when you point a camera at something or at someone, it just feels a little too direct. Maybe just a phone is、mm. different, you know, because you can you can、mm-hmm. you know you can have your phone in front of you, and it could be a selfie, or it could, you could be sending a text. So, I think that overall, a camera sometimes can be a better tool. For,、uh, sorry, a phone can be a better tool to take pictures. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. I mean, the camera still is better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, the yeah, digital, yeah. the the、uh, product of it. But the funny thing is, my youngest. He he sees he knows the camera and he's very art- artistic. My youngest, 
So we went for a trip over the weekend. I was like, Dad, can I bring my, the camera? I'm like, hell yeah, mm. dude, I love it. Because he was worried that, you know, it's an expensive camera. It's not just like whatever, right? I said, hey, listen, dude, as long as you take care of it, take as much pictures as you can. Nice. Nice. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, I love it. I like, I allow him to be artistic. I also, what we used to do, we went to a wedding one time and I had my big camera, my age. Uh, my big camera, and I gave him a smaller camera. I said, why don't we take pictures, the same <laughs> pictures together? So, but from his perspective, and then we put it side by side. Wow. Like, I look at the, my perspective and your perspective. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So did you guys, like, take pictures of, like, for example, the same people? Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much, yeah. Wow. I mean, he takes other pictures too, but yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like if we see something cool, so now I'm trying to teach him about um, framing. That's what I'm teaching him because he, he has good eyes. He has he's very artistic, but you know his framing is a little bit off, you know, and that drives me nuts. <laughs> the framing, like. Did you ever study sure photography? You know. No, dude. I was just reading, oh. and it was just natural. It was just like I'm not saying I'm Ansel Adams over here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But you know, like I see the. Mag the Im Im imaginary line mm -hmm. in a frame. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like I'm a natural photographer, you know? No, I never did it. How about you? Um, no. I, I, well, I, okay, so I, I took one class in college, but hmm. I felt that everybody was so much better at, at photography than I was that I, I got, and it was a person, that's his, like a story that you tell yourself. So I, I, mm. I definitely uh, told me, myself a story that I wasn't good enough. And so I, I mm. became discouraged and disappointed in my own photography. So I never, you know, I never continued taking pictures in college. Mm. I know a lot of people that, um, that went to school with me and they're amazing photographers, you know, and they, and they know the theory. Like they're like, oh, you know, the, the, the contrast here and you got to measure the grays and the, you know, whatnot. And I'm like, okay, dude, mm. like, I just know that I just put the camera here and if something happened, you know, like that sort of thing that you, you, you mentioned, like you self-taught yourself and, mm. and I'm sort of that, of that camp as well. I, I teach myself or I try to teach myself uh, mm. things just, just looking at YouTube. Hey, listen, dude, your camera, your photographs are awesome. So thank you. you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Appreciate yeah. it. I really like, do. I, I like that's one thing that stops me from doing any class mm -hmm. is people like that. Like, oh, you know the contrast yeah, yeah, of yeah, your yeah. like, bro. I just want to take a picture. Yeah. Do you know the most one of the most expensive picture in the world is blurry? No. Yeah, it's the one that uh, the cameraman took a picture of these soldiers in D Day. They were they landed and it's it's blurry. I mean, if now you see. <laughs> Without context, you'd be like, this is not a good picture. And it's one of the most expensive pictures of all time and the most famous. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not, for me, it's not like, it's not the grade or the contrast or the framing. It's what story the photo tells. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and I think, I think a lot of what's happening now uh, with technology, especially, and, and, and um, I guess how do I say this, like learning and, and resources and how it's very democratized. Of course, you have to have access to internet, but if you do, if you're lucky enough to have access to internet, 
you have access to so many different things. Uh, mm. You know, you have access to photography, to video, to how to make movies, how to how to even sing. I was I was interviewing somebody from Bangladesh, and he was telling me that he was learning how to sing, watching videos. So, you know, now that person that went to school that knows so much about theory and about all these things now you just watch you know a few youtube videos and i'm oversimplifying it but you can get to a level where you can tell a story as you were saying and you could do it really well with with just a you know a few hours of investment in in the internet yeah like ray lamontagne you know the singer ray lamontagne I do know him. I've seen him in, on Spotify, yeah. Yeah, so he taught himself how to sing. Ah, wow. Wow. Yeah, he was, apparently he was working in a, I think it was a warehouse job or something. And then he said, and he was in love with the blues singer, the soul singers, you know, the black uh, African-Americans. And he says, I'm going to teach myself how to sing like wow. them. And look at him now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's incredible, dude. Uh, singing, so singing is one of those talents. I play this game with myself from time to time. Uh, that yeah, if if you were let's say like if if tomorrow you know uh, a genie or somebody else came and said I can I can give you a talent, you know, you can acquire talent, but you have to give up something else, you know, something of importance. Mm. I would always mm. want that thing that they give me to be singing. Like, I would love to be a great singer. I'm like the Little Mermaid, you know? I just, I, I want to be a great singer. You and me, dude. You <laughs> and me. Do you know how to play a musical instrument? No, nah, dude. I, I, my my brother is, my older brother is an incredibly talented musician, and my mom tried to put put me and my younger brother in uh, piano lessons, but, but we were just horrible. We were... You don't have it. <laughs> Did you, do you play a musical instrument? Uh, in high school, I taught myself how to play a guitar. Wow. And I got pretty decent, pretty okay, you know, which is added to my frustration of not being able to sing. Because mm. I can play a guitar. How can I cannot sing? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> have you? So, yeah. you, you know, it's very frustrating. I was like, come on, man. I can know how to do this. <laughs> how can I not do that? So... And I like to pride myself as, you know, sometimes I write, yeah. you know, and I write songs and whatnot. Yeah. And I'm like, I can do this, but I cannot sing it. So it's very frustrating. So I have to do, like ask people that could actually sing and like, hey, can you sing my song <laughs> or something nice. like that, you know? So you're, so you're writing songs too? I used to write a lot, uh, but not as much anymore, to be honest. Like I said, I stopped playing guitar for a long time. Um, but yeah. I'll send you one of my songs if you want. It's very short. Dude, please. I, I love um, listening to music uh, from people I know. Um, like I said, my brother is incredibly talented musician. Uh, he makes music. But I also, one of my friends, um, I didn't know he was making music, and he sent me this great song. He's a rapper. And I was so blown away by by, by the quality and, and just the the creativity so yeah so please send it i i, I love that mm -hmm. it was actually a poem that i wrote 
And but I kept on saying like, oh, this would be amazing. It would have been a song and animated. Right. And I, I, as always, I put it away. Do 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 nothing about it. And then I met a friend. I was like, yo, you want to sing? Can you put music on this and sing? And she did. And I was like, yo, this is cool, nice. man. I like what this. type of rock? I'm sorry. Did you did you mention it was a rock song? No, it was a. Well, she used like I guess it's a folk song. Mm-hmm. I guess. More of a vote, not for. Well, it's about this. Um, the title was um, "We Are Dinosaurs." Ah, okay. I like dinosaurs. So, uh, th- yeah. So it, no, it's not about dinosaurs. Actually, it's just, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's the idea is about these two friends that used to play together when they were young, but since they grew up, mm. uh, they don't. You know, it, it's past, and uh, we are dinosaurs because we we have long lost forgotten. Wow. Deep. Ah, I do okay, man. Yeah. It's not John Steinbeck, but I'm trying. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's something, uh, you know, memories and being forgotten. That's a, that's a human, human, uh, a very human feeling, uh, you mm. know, being afraid of being forgotten, you know? Yeah, it's, you know what, it was one of those, my homesickness moments. Mm. Yeah, and I just it just came to me the thought of it, and I'm like, "Yo, this is cool. I'm alright. I'm gonna finish this later." Because I was driving when it when it came to me. Mm. Do you still get homesick? Do I still get homesick? No, not recently. Um, I think I, mm. I, I, you know, I'll tell you the truth. I think closer to when I first got here in 2016, I think 2015. I was homesick. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my friends also uh, were living in in Caracas, in my hometown. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I felt like I was ripping myself apart from from part of my heart because my heart was my friends and my family. So I felt I definitely felt homesick. Uh, but you know, dude, like uh, maybe you have friends like this, but m- most of my friends moved away from. Caracas. So, mm. so yeah, so that part of being homesick is, I kind of miss, it's weird. I kind of miss being homesick. I, I do get homesick when I, you know, when I travel and I'm, you know, in Miami, when I visit my friends or I'm somewhere else, I get homesick and I'm mm. like, I miss, I miss my, my wife. I miss my dog. I miss, I miss my, my apartment. Of course, your people. Yeah, for That's sure. Awesome. It's the people. Yeah. Speaking of people, let's talk about new neighbors. Yeah. I love this podcast, <laughs> dude. I love the style. It's so like, it gives me that, you know, the podcast rough translation? Rough translation? No, but I'm going to write it down. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. It's pretty good. And it's just like, it gives me that feeling. You sound like rough translation's host. You kind of sound like him. So I'm like, anyways. Let's talk about New Neighbors. Tell us what New Neighbor is and how it started, why it started. Yeah, thank you. Well, first of all, it's an honor you say that because I've heard your podcast and you're so prepared. Again, like you bring so <laughs> much energy to your interviews. So, thank you. so that's high praise. Um, so New Neighbors, um, New Neighbors started uh, in early 2022 this year. Um, I was, uh, speaking with one of my good friends, uh, about street photography and I was telling him that I was feeling a little burnt 
burn down. Um, that that's a phrase. Like I was feeling like I, it wasn't fulfilling anymore. Um, hmm. And and you know w- when you do stuff like this, as you might know, like there's plateaus, and sometimes you know you are high in creativity, and then you're down in creativity. And I thought it was one of those things, you know. But then I didn't do it for hmm. a long time. And then we, I spoke with this friend again, and he said, "Why don't you try to connect with who you are, with part of who you are?" And I always, I've always been interested in other stories from other people from other countries. So mm-hmm. yeah, so next week I reached out to somebody who was following me, uh, a Colombian lady, um, and we met at, in Bushwick, and I just recorded the interview. Uh, in the beginning, you know, New Neighbors is a project about immigrants and their stories, and it was supposed to be a photography project. So it was supposed to mm. be more akin to something like Humans of New York, where you see the pictures of the people and you read a, a short excerpt of what their story is. But then I decided mm. to dabble into long form and uh, record uh, all these magnific- magnificent stories and anecdotes about the person's lives. So I-, I will say that New Neighbors started, I-, I wouldn't say it was planned that much. You know, it just it just <laughs> happened, kind of. I love it. Yeah. I love it. This That's what pretty much that happened with me, too. I just like, hey, you know what? I'm jumping in the water because I have <laughs> to jump in the water. But uh, but with your style, just, I love the rawness. Because the first episode that I listened to, you were walking in the park with this dude. I'm like, and I was listening, people passing by, bikes and whatnot. I'm like, yo, I love this style. <laughs> Thank you. What made you decide that approach? So, okay, so um, more into like, so that's episode one. And obviously, I didn't know at that point that it was going to become that I wanted to to record a podcast, right? Um, mm-hmm. I had recorded this initially because I wanted to have a log of all the interviews and then use those interviews, transcribe them, and then uh, uh, create a book. And I was going to mm-hmm. write all the stories, right? And I, and I still will. So that first interview, I, I wasn't aware of what I was doing and it wasn't obvious. <laughs> now, you know, come episode six or episode seven, I started thinking about it more intentionally as a podcast. And I thought to myself, should I do a Zoom podcast? It sounds amazing. But a lot of people, including yourself, you have a mastery of it or you're become like you're becoming an expert on it. And so I said, Thank you. maybe I should try my hand at something else, you know. Um, mm. And so I thought that being in New York was a was an amazing opportunity because of that as you mentioned, like those things happening around you, you know, the people walking, uh, the dogs, uh, you know, the, the subway in the background and uh, everything, everything. It's just a, an explosion of, 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 of things happening around you. And I thought, you know, let's let's try to do it. You know, let's let's buy some nice mics, you know, and see if I can buy a nice mic that um, sort of captures the person, but also a little bit of the sound in the background. And let's see what happens. Mm. And, hmm. you know, uh, fortunately, I think people, the people that I interview, you can still hear them in the podcast. And that's kind of like, that's the one thing I'm focusing on right now. Like, okay, can you hear them? And is the background noise too much? And if it isn't, it's great. 
<laughs> I love it, man. I like the lady in the. I was it. It was it a cafe or a bar? I think it was a cafe. Yeah. Um, I think you might refer by me referring to Chitra, um, yeah. who is uh, this amazing artist from India. She's a she's 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 a singer. She's an actress. She's a film uh, maker and a and a film professor at NYU. And we, yeah, we met at a cafe near her uh, house in Brooklyn. And we just, uh, you know, we talked for about an hour. Then we walked around New York. And that's a that's a great thing about, uh, I think, what I'm discovering about uh, New Neighbors is uh, you you get to listen to people's stories and, you you know, you drink a coffee or you, you walk. But then you also get to discover the city. So there's a, you know, there's a bunch of places there that, that I had no idea that existed and with this project i'm getting to 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 walk through the city which is which you uh, which is wonderful it's wonderful i love it also the music is always different who composed them uh so you know it's one of those websites you know where you subscribe and and then you 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 find artists okay okay um but okay. yeah i've always made it a point to I always made it a point because I haven't recorded a song for new neighbors yet. Like, a, you know, like, mm-hmm. like a, one of those intro so- theme songs, they call them. But mm-hmm. for now, yeah, I, I sort of like the idea of giving each person a, a, a sort of like a different theme song, you know? I love it, dude. I Thank love it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I try to have like a song too i'm like i cannot decide i'm too like i love music so much like, do i do hip-hop do i do rock do i do folk i couldn't decide what, but you would you do what, well man yeah what do you think so far like what are, what are you leaning to towards do you have do you have something in mind i'm thinking about hip-hop jazz fusion nice. something like that you know i think rock is a bit more hard um if we go to like acoustic, I, I think I find I find that too mellow. I'm a bit of a like a hip hop, like the way I speak. You know, there's some hip hop in behind it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's that like not bravado, but like I like uh, there's a beat that I follow in my head. You know, when I speak. Yeah, yeah. You have a good also like a good voice, like a good uh, like a podcast voice. Oh that's, my that's, god! Thank you. Know, you I, I've always wanted. That's yeah. I've always wanted to have podcast voice and i think you have it oh my god thank you i hate my voice even today really yeah i don't hate it i kind of like desynthesize myself from it but i'm I'm okay now like you know when i record like ah shut up stop talking you know but i'm okay now it's funny when i started it's like what you know how i did it because i knew i wouldn't like my voice i record myself talking and i made myself listen to myself Ah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes when you listen to yourself, you don't like it. Like, that's just, it happens to everyone, right? Like, mm-hmm. you listen to your voice, you're like, ah, you know, <laughs> I could do, it could do something different. Yeah, you know, plus, I don't know, you have perfect English, but my, my English is, you know, not so good. And I'm like, man, that's wrong grammar. Or you said this instead of this. Nah, I think, well, you know. Uh, we sort of cheated because because uh, I don't know if I told you this, but um, um, when I was in in Venezuela, I think before I was born or I was just a, I was like one or two years old. My uncle, he was an engineer in Venezuela, and so he helped a uh, a teacher in Venezuela, an English teacher, 
build a school, mm. a bilingual school. So it was a Spanish and an English high uh, school. And uh, I think because of that, I don't know the, the details. I was, again, like it's very young. She, um, she gave uh, my uncle like the ability or the, or the, the, the availability, yeah, the availability for, for, for his kids or for us to study in this, in the school. So, so my mom was like, she's always been like, whatever opportunity I can create for you to be or do something better or something that I didn't have in life, mm. I'm going to give it to you. And she, she always wanted to learn how to speak English. And so she saw this as an opportunity to, for us to, to learn English. That's amazing, man. That's yeah. cool. Well, I, I get English in the Philippines. We learn English, but I pretty much self taught myself. I used to watch cartoons in the Philippines and just mm -hmm. talk to myself in English and try to translate whatever they say to myself. I, I'm learning, uh, I'm learning French now. And because my nephew is French mm. and I want to speak to him in French. Oh. And I do the same. I, I watch Netflix on, in French. Uh, and, I, I you know, sometimes I won't understand anything, but sometimes I get, I grab words here and there from, from shows. That's yeah. amazing. I was listening to one of your episodes, and you mentioned that something that you, like immigrants are like time capsules of their original country. Like if you leave Caracas in, let's say, 2014, Whatever what's happening in Caracas between 2014 to before, that's going to be the way you approach Caracas. You suffer the same fate because I've suffered the same fate. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Um, that's very interesting. Um, for me, uh, for me, I think Venezuela, Caracas uh, is, is, or what I know about it is a time capsule and how I, even my Spanish... <laughs> uh, the words that I use, uh, the, um, the TV shows that I know of, the places I know of, they're all part of um, my era and my friend's era. Hmm. So, so the things, and, and, you know, especially in a country like Venezuela nowadays, which is changing very rapidly, hmm. um, I feel like whatever I lived when I was living in Caracas is either gone or or slightly different. So in mm -hmm. a sense, yes, like in a sense, I feel that every immigrant has their own time capsule. Yeah, and slangs, you know yeah. what I mean? They created like slangs, I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, oh, this is what it means. Like, and you're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I was interviewing this person, uh, he's Venezuelan, came to New York about two years ago or one, mm -hmm. or about a year ago. And, um, and even the, sometimes he used words in, that I know are Venezuelan. Mm. And I was like, I don't know what the F you're saying. Like, <laughs> I, I, I know in context what you mean, but, but that specific word that you're using, I've never used it before. <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah, of yeah, this, yeah. what makes you choose a great guest, like a good guest to come on the podcast? Oh man, I wish I, I, I wish I was that smart. No, um, I sometimes, you know, it's like right now I just want to talk to as many people as I can. Um, mm. And just because, well, at, for, at, you know, at the beginning it was more like I need to talk to people to sort of learn how to do it. Mm. You know, 
make the mistakes I need to make, but also kind of also open myself and get better at, you know, maybe you know this, like get better at talking to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I think, I now I think about that approach. I think, um, and you might also experience this, uh, there's something about the experience of people like the normal quote unquote people, uh, the people like us, people like that have struggles, challenges, et cetera, then make each story unique. And hmm. they all kind of have their own, their own sparkle, their own, the, their own greatness, hmm. you know? Definitely. I mean, yeah, I just like, book if someone wants to come on i'll talk to them and which i will still do but now i'm more i'm not being picky or anything but you know i i approach it like with the the business side and the art side you know what i mean like i want to grow it too right like i Mm want to grow it and i want to obviously the main core is to be the talk of it the, the conversation with cool people like you thank you Thank you. I see that too. I, I understand what you're saying because uh, recently I started to work on a video podcast and I was telling my friend who's helping me, you know, maybe you want to bring in, maybe you want to be a little more picky, not su- not not that picky, but you know, just a degree more of pickiness that's a little, you know, you know what I'm saying, like just a little bit. Yeah. Hey, listen. We're not Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Someday we'll get there, <laughs> hopefully. But for now, you know you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That was funny. There are levels to this game. That's a great, uh, that's a great um, wake-up call. Not a wake-up call, but it's, some, it's like a good um, um, bucket of, of, of cold water, like, we're not Joe Rogan, but it's good. I like it. I love it. It's it's, we're, it's great. They, hey, like he's everybody start from somewhere, you know. Like you have a great thing going on, and I like to think that I have a great thing going on. Let's just you know keep yeah. on going, create good work, and that's it, right? Yeah, I love that. I think that's a that's a way. To, that's one way to do it. But that's the way I believe things are done. If you do it, if you believe in it. Um, and if you love what you're doing, I think good things are going to come to you. Mm-hmm. I know you, you need to get out of here, but let's close it with a great question. Shoot. What is something you're thankful for about your time in New York? Ah, good. I, <laughs> I've never been on the other side of that question. <laughs> uh, that's a great question, Aaron. Thank you. Um, what I'm thankful about my time in New York so many things um but i think i think uh and i don't want to cheat but i think what i'm most thankful for uh, about my time in new york is the ability for the city for the people and even for myself in the city to give me the opportunity to find my identity to define who i am to to try new things to learn from people to make a lot of mistakes a lot of mistakes, um, but to also discover beautiful things, beautiful people, um, stories, um, to discover that someone that I might have judged because of how they look or what they say are people, are beautiful people with beautiful stories. 
and even myself, you know, um, detaching myself from, from an ego that I had when I came to the city, learning from a lot of mistakes, as I said, but also uncovering my strength as a, as an artist, as a human being. And, and then as other things, as a husband, as a brother. And I think New York did that for me. It's still doing it for me. It's, it's such a great learning, learning ground for me. Mm. Wise word from a wise man. Again, Jose, thank you so much, man. This is so much fun, man. Yeah, we should do it again. I, I, I love your, your, your style and I really appreciate the, the care that you put into, into the, the show, into the questions, even to the background uh you you were on a zoom call and you have on your background caracas my hometown it's it's those little details that make people feel like you're listening thank you i really appreciate it man again have a good evening dude i really enjoy this thank you you too as well we'll keep we'll we'll speak soon for sure bye ciao thank you again jose for coming on the podcast i really do appreciate it thank you listeners for listening this is Aaron Deliosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.